0: Morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron. (laughs) Good news, everyone. (gasps) Y2K! (laughs) Y2K! Oh no! Think of like the dumbest cave troll let you
1: know. You looked right at me when you said that.
0: You're not the dumbest! Here are the facts as I see them. Everybody, welcome to the damn bandit radio hour. It is, um, you know what the date's whatever you want it to be. I mean, really, isn't it all just a uh, superficial thing? We just slapped a number on one day according to the Julian calendar. I'm not going to get that deep. I'm just kidding. That's it. It's, it is a date, but we're done saying that. Welcome to the new show. Uh, welcome everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for liking and subscribing. Holy crap at people! What like the past couple of weeks? We really need to do this. Even more when often. we haven't been. Picked. Yes. Yeah. On our on our away session. Um, so, dude, what? It's been a week since we recorded. Yeah. You've worked with me a little bit, or a little lot. I don't know. It all kind of strings together with the insane, insane crap I've been dealing with off air. Uh, but what did we do? Well,
1: we went uh, cow hunting.
0: Oh yeah, dude! Not only did we go cow hunting, so. Like, I'll put this in perspective for people. We're we're used to, like, pushing cows through swamplands. And, like, with cows, kind of like the bigger the herd is, the kind of more they tend to all just go together. Like, you can use four guys to push a herd of 100 through the woods, depending on how big it is. But, you know, there's kind of a grouping to them. But it was me, you, uh, about a 55-year-old cowboy who was one of the most awesome Legendary cowboys we've ever worked with, Arcadia Special and his two sons uh we covered close to sixteen hundred acres to get fourteen cows, yeah, fourteen cows. And like, well, there were 17 originally, but j-
1: three, three would
0: No, like, and we've had them jump fences before, but these were like, I'm lowering my head and intentionally tearing through the fences and to hell with y'all try to catch me. And we were like, nah, we're Dogs, good.
1: nothing can stop yet. Oh,
0: oh, okay. So yeah. So all in one day, this was our one day of cow hunting. Uh, let me think. We got the cows trapped. We, we had to get them trapped in a pasture that had good fencing because we still have like messed up fencing from the hurricane. Uh, so trap them in the pasture that has good fencing, run them across the creek and get them to a lane where we could get them to pens and then ship them to the to the property. We're moving cows around to. Um, First thing in the morning, we, uh, we actually got lucky and I believe I said the words, this is going to be a good day Uh because all the cows were in the pasture we wanted to be in. You
1: usually say it's going to be a good day or an easy day, and it always goes horribly, horribly wrong.
0: But on the other hand, the days I don't say that, it still typically goes horribly, horribly wrong. Well,
1: valid
0: point. Okay. Uh, but it in that day, let me think, what, by 9.30, we're running the cows down the lane, and one of the 13-year-old boys that's riding with us. So what? So, like, we got this lane. When we say a lane, it's imagine a, a narrow hallway of barbed wire fence that you like can leads to pins and you all kind of want to get in line to push the cows down this lane. And I'd say we weren't in a very good line. So there wasn't that many cows, but what I was in front, you were with, uh, with the other cowboy, you were like barely behind us. And then one of the of the 13 year old boys were like further behind us. And then Merce, what do we see coming up Beside us from your point of view, it really summed it oh, up, Oh well, yeah. Well. Because well, we,
1: we both just started uh, loping up or galloping up to get the gate so the cows could come back, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like back to our right, just I hear thunder, all hell breaking loose. And then as I look to my right, here comes a horse with no rider. Saddle still attached Underneath said horse
0: Like half underneath And half to our opposite and side ra-
1: the rain slicker And everything else Just flapping there with it And I thought the kid Everything coming there.
0: undone And yeah, yeah We both think this 13 year old Is still in the saddle And we're like all Horrified but then as like we collectively look back a little bit further, we see him like getting up from a roll and just kind of jogging. At which and,
1: point neither of us stopped to help him nope. with, and kept thundering forward to shut the gates and block the cows.
0: Including the boy's father.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> all of us are like, all right, you can walk. You're good. forward. We got to get these cows pinned or all of this is for nothing. You're not dead. <laughs> so slam, slam them in the pens. We get out. And the cowboy we we're working with gets the idea. He goes, listen, I think these cows have ran back into like this creek area. We can fan it out, down it, and shush like the remaining four or five out and get them where we need to go. And uh, by the way, I told this to Merce when he first started working with us. And uh, Merce, not a huge horse guy. I'm not really either. I just got to ride him sometimes. Uh, and the one thing I told you about your horse, Rosie, what was the one thing she didn't like? Water. <laughs> She'll come up to like a puddle or something like that. She's almost like a lady in high heels. She's like, ooh, I don't want to get my feet wet and tries to kind of maneuver around it. When we go to cross this creek again, so there's like the creek crossing, and then there's kind of other places you can cross. that Cows cross real easy. I think I see one of these places that's an ideal solution to us get across cross and chase more cows. Right, we'll we'll follow that trail. And... Your perspective, again, because it's so much fun. We get halfway into the creek, and I... It all goes horribly wrong. <laughs> I'm barely leading him. I'm barely in front of him. He's, like, kind of behind the side of my horse on Rosie. I'm on a horse named Sandy. And, like, my horse kind of gets to this slick, this soft sand bottom, and is immediately, like, I don't like this. I'm going to try to go backwards and to the side. And Merce's horse is like No, you yelled out no, no. it's
1: Sandy. Yeah. And i <laughs> the horse's the- name's Sandy as it was and yeah. you, you just your horse just turns and waylays into me and my horse as we sink and fall down into like just a mud my, pit.
0: It turned out it was something akin to quicksand. <laughs> and my horse was like, I will crawl on top of my friend and a rider, Merce, in order to survive. And steamrolled us for you yeah. two to get out. We got on the bank and we were fine. But then Merce's horse, Rosie, just Collapsed like and so like you got this stream bank of sand of like like beach sand yeah um and going to a creek when I say a creek I mean it's like like twenty foot wide and like the water is shin deep yeah freezing cold water in Florida <laughs> this time of year it was like thirty degrees that morning and the horse like appear his horse like when my horse bumped his it appears like it might have gotten stuck in some mud and like its feet are caught under it. And the way it's leaning against this embankment, like it's like wedged in mud, and we're like, "All right, we gotta, we'll get her out real quick." C- come on, Rosie. And Merces like, "Oh, her feet are stuck. Let me, let me get her out." So Merce goes to like get get her feet unstuck. And what do you find? I gotta
1: dig her feet out. And she's just laying there.
0: She's just laying there. We've been trying for ten minutes to get her to move. She's just she's
1: laying there. She's like, no. She's not even
0: trying. She's yeah. just like like laying there like a beach whale. Like your move, slick. I'm I'm not doing nothing. And we're like. We hooked horses to her. Oh, No, at one point, like I said, this is shin deep water. Merce takes off his socks and boots, rolls up his jeans, and I do the same. And like we're trying to turn her around to get her up like a more shallow part of the bank, more shallow like incline. And there's one point, Merce literally has to hold her head up in ankle deep water. To keep her from drowning. She's just, oh, she,
1: she'd she give it up. She's like, nip, nip. I don't
0: give a shit. Leave me to die. I don't care. where. Yeah, no,
1: I, I was literally holding her head out of water.
0: It, it got to the point where I was going to go back to the truck for heavy duty supplies to get her out. This is after we've tried th- using three horses to drag this one out of the water. Uh, and what? Y'all ended up flicking her nose with a rope and that finally pissed her <laughs> off enough to get her up.
1: For PETA's standards, yes.
0: <laughs> she got, hey, you saved her life. and uh, We
1: got her attention, let yep. put it
0: that way. And then we said, let's go home. No, but no. we didn't. <laughs> yeah, we, we were heading home. Well, we were like, we're going to finish this loop that we already started. And now my horse will not keep up because she's in pain. <laughs> she's in pain and she's still trotting, God bless. Not trotting, she's walking and every now and then kicking it up. And I forgot about that. We find... Five the,
1: re- the rest of the the cows. rest
0: of the cows and have w- to repeat
1: the whole process. Everything
0: we just did, got to do it over again. And we almost, uh, anyways. Long story short, we try cows. And like we got dogs that are like great. My experience with dogs and cows, I either hate them or love them. Like there's no middle ground. These were great dogs, but the cow bulldozed them and ran through fences, through palmettos, through. All of it, uh, but however, got the dogs back, got everything we needed, and it was it was intense.
1: Uh, like camping, sex,
0: intense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, but uh, so yeah, that was one day of work.
1: So I don't like working with you. No, he doesn't. No, <laughs> no,
0: no. And yesterday I called him. I'm like, hey, want to help me like unload three trailers that are just full of crap. <laughs> Not literal, except we're on a ranch. That could be taken literally, but just, just equipment. Uh, so we did that. I'm trying to think like beside, and I, I've, that's been most of my life lately is work. However, uh, I didn't tell you what happened to me last night. Uh, I went to pick up my daughter in like the next town over and we're coming back. And it's like eight o'clock and we're just getting into town. Uh, the roads that lead to Joshua Creek from 70. And I see like a whole lot of traffic and stuff like that. And I, pull over, well, you hold, like traffic's backed up in an area It really shouldn't be backed up at all. And it turns out we were like 10 seconds too late to witness a car crash right in front of it. it. looked like someone T-boned somebody else on a really fast interstate, or not interstate road, not interstate, but my bad, really uh, fast area of state road. And it was like, by the time I parked my truck and got out and looked, there was already like 10 guys around the car trying to push it over because it was like rolled over and all the airbags went off. There's pickup truck, the front end was smashed. Uh, but I ran up and I want to say I helped flip the car over, but all I really did was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I put my hand on it as it was rolling, and then they rolled it back on its wheels. I'm here for the brownie points. And there was like 30 guys that were like, I'm here to help. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not. God bless them. It's it's wonderful to see that many people. You don't like, know it yet,
1: but that's gonna be the YouTube thumbnail.
0: Yeah, just me going. <laughs> By the way, sorry for those. Um, you only get to pick three thumbnails. Yeah.
1: It gives you like three suggestions to go with. And yeah. a lot of times I'm editing or going on my phone. Yeah. And so if I don't have time to go
0: back and so like, and one of them, I look And, and the s- worst
1: is the shorts though. Cause shorts, I can't change the thumbnail. Dude.
0: There's one of them. I look like the soy boy. Wojak, like the, the cartoon character. And I'm like, that's, I try to try to not be that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's some conservatives out there that could say that about me, but I digress. Hi everybody. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, that I don't think anybody was hurt real bad in the car wreck because just all the airbags went off. And, you know, it wasn't like anything was peeled back. And by the time they rolled it over, like I said, there was like 20 people around this car, 10 people around that one. And I was just like, "Nah, I'm good. I got my daughter. She's in the truck going home. Hopefully they're okay." Uh, So besides that and watching the most awesome 1990 show ever and introducing it to my daughter uh, the x-files which like don't get me wrong uh, no that's twilight zone oh do, 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 okay yeah no scary and like dude all right on the x-files don't get me wrong some of it's just hokey as shit like it really like you really got to be like uh <laughs> You got to deal with about 20 minutes of every episode of Mulder looking at Scully and being like, it's real. You just got to believe. And Scully going like, I don't know, Mulder. I'm a scientist. And that, uh, but, like, dude, there is so many things they say in 1992. Because Mulder's like a conspiracy theorist about everything in the show. There's so many things he says, like, that's a, presented as wacky. that it's like, oh, that's not wacky at all today. Like, one of the...
1: So you're saying the government just watched the X-Files and they're like, oh, we we should we could just, yeah,
0: that makes sense. One of my favorite, uh, uh, it's not really even a conspiracy theory. It's a, it's a real thing that happened from what I could research. Did I ever talk about the spinoff of the X-Files, the lone gunman? No. Oh, so this is bonkers. This is, this is just one of, I could really chalk this up to one of those crazy, Historical coincidences. So pretty much, X Files starts in 1992, 93, something like that. Uh, go is very successful show. About the year 1999, they start planning a spinoff show. So in in the in the X Files, I got to explain this to explain the next part. When Mulder needs help with some like real technologically savvy stuff, he goes to these three super nerds that call themselves the Lone Gunmen. That's just their little online handle. You got to remember, there's three of them. There's, yeah, but they're hack—they're late '90s hackers, so you know. I'm back, in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're hacker man, literally, like using Internet Explorer. Uh, anyways, they are developing a spinoff, specially about them, these these three guys and like their hacker man shit. Not that good of a show. It seemed like. Anyways, the reason I explain all that when it comes to the year 2000. And they're starting to write the episode. And this is in the special features of their DVD. I saw it, watched it on YouTube. The director explaining the story. He said, what our plan was for the pilot episode, uh, and it might have eventually ended up, I think it was the episode, the pilot of the series, was these hackers uncover a plot by the Pentagon to start a false flag operation to get hijackers to hijack passenger planes and crash them into the Pentagon and the skyline of New York in order to get moral support to start a fake war in the Middle East and increase the profits of the military-industrial complex.
1: So what you're saying is Osama bin Laden was an X Files fan?
0: <laughs> probably. <laughs> like, even yeah, to, the, su- to sum e- up
1: that e- even casserole. this
0: even this story aside, probably he was actually like liked a good chunk of some American culture. Oh, like I think he was like a Cooters, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, no, but all right. So we're like this really takes a twist. Like that's not crazy enough. And I know like Simpsons predicted nine eleven and stuff. Like you know, crazy crap happens for the sake of stuff being crazy. However, whenever he submitted this to like the network for this, like when he wrote the the script for it and sent it in, uh, I guess somebody from the FBI came and interviewed him and was like, where did you get this information? Like like grilled him and was like, where, where did y'all write this? Where did y'all get the ideas for crashing it into a building? And stuff?" And the the guy saying this in the year 2000, but it's, I think he's saying in the commentary before it's before 9-11. He's like, yeah, FBI was really upset that I just, I don't know, went crazy with this idea. And I'm like, that is but so anyway, sorry, that was new conspiracy theory of the day. X Files wrote nine eleven. Uh it's no, I, know you, I I'm know.
1: not I it's the only theme song I really know off the top of my head.
0: Whenever we take a break, we're like Googling this to make sure my memory has all that correct, but I'm like ninety-eight percent certain I got all that.
1: So you're saying a lone gunman did nine eleven? No, a
0: box cutter did. Okay. I believe the South Park slash Ron Paul explanation for 9-11 is probably pissed off Muslims after our country bombed them for like 40 years. I mean, we haven't given them reasons or anything. (laughs) Dave, Dave Smith has a great joke in Libertas. He said, if you were to ask like the average American on September 10th, 2001... What do Muslims think of America? He you goes, know, The average American would be like, Oh no, they're like, We're fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. like, like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> not not the Muslims in that part of the world, at I least. I
1: do remember them waving flags and cheering.
0: The the Middle Eastern country yeah. people? Well, it, all right. At least so, that's what we were shown. That's what we were shown, and we were shown the sect that welcomed the American support. Because there is like, like, there's some truth to the propaganda. I mean, there were. Yeah. There, there was oil there. Yeah. <laughs> and there were like minorities that were being prosecuted that were like, I can't remember if it's Shiite or Shia or whatever, but like in the, the, the U S government Something to do with Kurds. Oh, well, that de- it depends which particular year, if they are our greatest ally in the middle East, or if they're just cannon fodder for us to send into another tribe. Uh, geopolitics is fun. I don't, I don't even want to get into that. We got other silly stuff to talk about. Uh, Oh, what i was getting into with the x-files like i i was watching it with my daughter the other night and Mulder says to scully scully goes what did you uh why did you lie to these other guys who are trying to figure out something about our case he goes oh i didn't lie i just provided misinformation and directed them until so, like he almost says like the facebook quote of like the, the speaker of the white house yeah like, <laughs> like like this is just misinformation that i spread to them and What was another one? Uh, Scully says something along the lines of... What, do you honestly think our federal government would lie about these things? And Mulder's like, I don't know. Would they lie us into wars they don't even tell us about? And there she like gives an eye roll, like, uh, crazy Mulder. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, oof, this I'm is. have a- to
1: like check it out. I, well, I, it, came, like, it always came out when I was younger yeah. and it scared the crap yeah. out of me. I never watched it. And if be- it's, it's a little dated. It's a, like yeah. there's no cell phones.
0: Like when it starts, it's beepers and people are.
1: Have you noticed like how many movies and different things now? like could just the whole plot could just be solved with one cell phone oh yeah oh i heard
0: the last like home Alone. yeah yeah <laughs> a cell phone a text yeah uh what was it i i read this great thread the other day and it was how you remember the movie super bad yes that was the end of the pre-cell phone era you can tie it that's the last movie where at best they're, like, calling... They're, they're using cell phones just to call each other yeah. and to maybe get a text about... Oh,
1: and it's like, the, by the text, you had to push the button, like, nine, nine times. Yeah, and it's, it's
0: like, like they say that's where you can really hit before social media yeah. is that, that. That's what life was like before. You could trace, like, what happens to them in that movie. You could replace it with stuff in the 50s, and it's the same movie yeah. with the same... Now it's very different. Uh, but check out X-Files. A little hokey, a little dated, The fact that Fox, that that David Duchovny in real life is like a a huge womanizer, so I've heard. I don't know the guy, which kudos to him, whatever, as long as it's all consensual and they're adults. And Gillian Anderson, Scully is like a a raging lesbian. I don't know about raging. I I heard she's like a really- I can actually see that. I can too. Just
1: from the little bit I've seen of the show, I can see that. And so
0: I heard from like my brother, like they hated each other and I'm like, the fact you kind of know that, I'm like- this this makes this a fun show to watch. They are just they can't stand each other. Supposedly, they can't stand each other. I ain't got a clue. But I'm like, if that's true, they're right. That's fun to watch. I think that's why I like
1: Scrubs so much, because J.D. and Turk, I don't forget, the, uh, Zach Braff. And, yeah. Uh, they're
0: they're, they're, like,
1: they're like best friends in yes. real life. Yeah, that's great.
0: <laughs> Scrubs is one of the most underwritten, with, with our generation. That was, a lot of people carry on about The Office or Friends. None of that holds a candle to Scrubs. Scrubs E-ho! is my nothing show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, wh- all right, hang on. You just like lit something in my head. I really hear a lot of people complain about this, and I think it, it bears some weight. There's In modern movies for modern audiences, there's almost like a <laughs> murdering of like, not, not murdering, but man, I notice it. It seems like every dude is like the dumbest, weakest, like, they're a bunch of JDs. But here's the thing, like J.D. from Scrubs, the little, like, (laughs) not exactly the most manliest character ever written or anything like that. When they did that with that show, it's like it hadn't been done yet, and it was hilarious. And it's almost like everybody took that part of that show and crammed it into everything, and now I'm like, I'm sick of this. Like, get some some doom. Get some... Like the new Scooby-Doo? I'm not even going to join it. <laughs> Stop it. He's already dead. Oh, dude. That was...
1: So Scooby done.
0: Do you think they're screwing with us on purpose? Or do you think it's that level of... Like, I don't know, being in your own bubble?
1: I don't. I don't know who thought that was a good idea.
0: I've heard The Last of Us is good, but I'm terrified to watch it.
1: I never played the video games, so...
0: I tried getting everybody to play that damn video game. So, like, what I love in a video game is a good story. Mersh just likes being able to murder anybody that's I close. like multiplayer. Yeah. Yep. Murder. I'm like, Mersh, what about this crazy story in Fallout? He's like, I don't know. I was able to nuke the town and blow it up. Did you do that? Did you kill all the innocent civilians? I'm like, no, I I I tried to help them and defuse yeah, the bomb.
1: Fallout's like I beat the campaign. I did no side missions. I did no quests. I did the infinite token glitch or bottle cap where I had just infinite money safe. Yeah, no, I just walked around in power armor right out of the get go and just like little little mini nuked everything. Yes,
0: take them all. Oh, out. death
1: claw. Nope. nope. Oh, just, yeah. No. I,
0: I am Liberty Prime.
1: Yeah. No. I I played it as a first person shooter mm.
0: <laughs> with God mode on. Um, no, but. Uh, Shit, were we just talking about? I just lost. We're back. We got that thought from the ether. Uh, but no, so The Last of Us. Like, dude, it was a video game I tried getting everybody to play. Like I said, I love a good story. I, I love a good story in music, in movies, in TV shows, in any. I think it's like. Thorn. No. <laughs> nobody watches it for the plot that, that's the one place I actually do not request the story at all uh but no I really think that's one of how the...
1: did you get stuck in the dishwasher
0: <laughs> how does one get stuck in a dishwasher it does beg the question but no um I'm sure they actually have an answer for that in the in the porn alright side rant to the side rant a no. dishwasher and a dishwasher at least you're washing dishes of one caliber um no, but, like, that game was so good at telling a story. And they've already changed just certain things about it. And when a story's so good and they start changing things, like, I want that show to be good. But, I don't know. After everything's gone to crap in the entertainment industry. That's the one like,
1: thing I don't get is, you know, like, there's, like, a great book or a great game or something, and they're like, okay, we're going to take that and we're going to make, like, a big movie out of it. And then they don't. Follow it and everyone gets pissed off. I, you think they would just be like, Oh, look, here's this because the Halo TV series. Oh,
0: dude, I was about to say, like, y'all, <laughs> you look what they did to your boy, <laughs> like,
1: the massacre, they massacred If my there's boy.
0: something Merce is a super nerd about, it is Halo, and justifiably so. It's a great game, great story. Halo was, uh, was, was, rest in peace, campaign mode. Um, but uh, it, um, They don't, I really think the people that adapt that, like the, I think it is much less like I am a fan of this and I'm going to make a movie of it as it is. I am a director trying to make my movies my way with my visions in them. Oh, here's this product I can do that with. I'll do it. And, uh, you know, like the Resident Evil movies are like. Don't get me wrong. The games' stories get a little freaking goofy as well, but there's good parts of them that like you could pull out of. Uh,
1: Resident Evil Seven or Six, the ending. Crash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> took, took me. Took me and my buddy
0: forever to be while I'm talking about like the great parts of this game and like the story and stuff, there is a part where you're a, a swole American jock who punches a boulder. <laughs> and, t- and like, if you die, you have to go back to punching this boulder over and over again. Why a giant monster man with tentacles goes
1: Chris!
0: over and over again. It, it was uh, before memes were a thing. It was our meme around Arcadia. Have to find that. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll post that up. Um, but no, well, like, you know, even something that was tied to a book, the witcher and i'd like the i'm not nerdy enough to read the book that's too hard so i played the game and the game was like a great story but i get in the show i started that's watching you're like a
1: bounty hunter from the monsters basically kind of
0: here's what they kind of did it the best way i can explain it was imagine if like the mythology they had in medieval times was like real Okay. And not Christianity, like, maybe there's some form of that coming in, but, like, some a really neat thing he did with these. You're, like, a bounty hunter in, like, a mythical medieval times. All of the stories you heard growing up from, like, what's the what's the old fable story tales of uh, Grimm? Oh, the, the Brothers Grimm? The Brothers Grimm, where it's, like, the big bad wolf and
1: so like Hansel
0: Gretchen. and Grimm. All of those are real, but they're in a real messed up way. Yeah, like... The one mission I remember from the top of my head, and I think it's ripped from the books, was underneath this city, there's a giant amphibious monster that's like eating people in one bite. And it turns out it's like a giant frog, and you can either use your sword and stab it through its head, or you can risk getting a girl down here to kiss it. And turn it into a prince that it, it was cursed by a witch. The princess and the frog. It's that. Uh, but, like, if you screw up, then you just see this giant thing. Just grab this girl and... <laughs> and why don't you just go get another girl? Well, I think it has to be the right girl. And I think they've tried it a couple of times and it hasn't worked by the time you... So you're like, might work. <laughs> might get another girl eaten.
1: That's a risk I'm willing to take. Me
0: too. I mean, as it long is- as it's not me. But anyways, uh, Henry Cavill, who, who like is not only Superman and like super awesome actor. It really bothered me. A British guy pulled off a really good Superman. Just my, my, neck turned a little red and I'm like, it's taking our jobs. Uh, but no, he's like a super nerd as well. And he'd read all the books and played. Spider-Man's British. Tobey Maguire. No, the new one. No, but he sucks. Um, <laughs> I mean, not, not, he's a good Spider-Man, but that doesn't bother me as much as, as Superman guy from kansas kansas anyways um no but he that's that's why he left the witcher was because british no no i mean i'm sure that has something to do with it but no that's why henry cavill it, left the witcher because like he said they're not like literally the people running this i've read the books and they're not staying paying attention. yeah they're not staying true to it so hell with this i'm out um that's good and I've I don't even really watch TV or movies a whole lot anymore. It has to be something really good for me to watch it. Um, but yep, it's all I'm. Sc- I'm scared to watch The Last of Us because I don't. I didn't even play the second game because I heard things like that about it. That is just. I heard it had high
1: ratings though. Is like the only, the only thing I remember seeing it because uh, who was it? Pedro Pascal. Pas- Pascal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, that dude. He, he was. He's in it. It was yeah. saying like it's the it's the second or third series he's been in. It's never had less than ninety eight percent of like <laughs> reviews, but. I, like, I think he's a good actor, but yeah. I have no idea what the... And you know, it's... I would watch it and have no clue if it was right or not.
0: This is going to sound rednecky and racy of me, and I don't even give a shit anymore at this point. But, like, in the game, you're a white dude in Texas who's, like, I'd say, like, a suburb of Dallas Texan. And there's something about him and his brother, they just kind of come off as kind of dorky white guys in the beginning. Maybe not the main character, but his brother is like just kind of a dork that you kind of like in the, the very beginning. Of oh, it he time. dies. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I've never it. even played the
1: game. If they make you like a character, they kill him.
0: Actually, no. Th- that game was really gear, uh, Game of Thrones about shit. Like uh, they were, like really people. Never saw you, that either. Well, basically people you expected to die lived and people you expected oh. to live died. They, they really flipped it on its head.
1: I, I really got messed up. It was uh, The first one that ever scarred me was uh, Brooklyn. In the Big Red 1, Call of Duty.
0: Oh, where you're... Well, yeah, Call of Duty was good at breaking your heart. Yeah. In the old games that were good? Yeah, I
1: played on the GameCube. I don't know how many... There was one mission at the end where, like, the mortar kills him. I don't know how many times... He's, like, the main character you're talking to, like... The you're trying game.
0: to save him. I though, don't know but, how many times I
1: replayed the game. I was like, well, if I head shoot everybody
0: to get there? <laughs> what if I cover his body with my own? Yeah, no, what I, no, no, Brooklyn, throw the wire! And... Brooklyn never, don't make it. He never made it back to Brooklyn. That's, That's why it? they called him that. No, but, um, yeah, so basically, long story short, entertainment's turning to shit, and it used to be a lot better, but y'all can hear that on, like, 5,000 other channels, I want to have some original stuff, so. We're not even, like, getting, that I know everyone's like, hey, Bandit, where's the current events? Not tonight, besides, I think we all might have been tricked by that Eliza Blue character. Um, I don't know. Hot female tricks people, imagine that. Uh, I don't know, I've heard a lot of weird stuff about her lately, but we're not even getting into that. Something I did want to get into, though, we had was it was it last show we had an Uncle Matt story. Yeah,
1: this? it was like the the, the opener. Yeah, we, we did basically. Like was about New Year's. Wars. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what it was about. Well, uh, we got some more Uncle Matt stories, and these are we're 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 gonna pause the current events, make this a little bit of an evergreen show. Uh, I gotta say this this just blew my mind. So to tell you all the Uncle Matt story. It's from the Uncle Chris perspective. Our other brother, it's me, Matt and Chris. Chris in the middle, Matt's the oldest. Um, so my brother Chris was visiting my brother Matt the other day in, in Palmetto, and uh, he walks into his house, and uh, he goes, "Hey Matt, how's it going?" Matt's like, "Oh, I'm d- doing good. I'm gonna change my shirts real quick." And what? And Chris says, as he's taking off his shirt, he notices like his back is like. Destroyed, He said, like, it looked like someone drug him down the road or something like that. Like, there's, like, rips in it and stuff like that. He goes, God dang, Matt, what, what happened to you? You get in a fight with the mailman? To which my brother Matt, Uncle Matt, replies, garbage men. As I, garbage men is men. Two of them. <laughs> Got in a fight with two garbage men. And there's a lot of details to this story, but I'm not... How do you get to the point
1: you're fighting
0: garbage men? Well, how I like to sum up my brothers. You could really... A good analogy is to uh, classic American superheroes. Uh, my brother, Matt, is the Incredible Hulk. The angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. And he's not... He's a little, a little short-tempered, but uh, which can be a good thing, depending which era you're in. Uh, My brother Chris is more like the Flash, which is dumb because if you if if you're walking with him in the mall (laughs) malls remember when we used to go to those things, he was like the slowest guy walking in the group. He is he's literally one of the sloths from the DMZ and Zootopia. Like what? Great guy, love him, but then his his name was Flash. (laughs) Yes, okay, (laughs) but then when he like I've boxed him multiple times. It's just something transforms and he turns into lightning so and he's very very fast when he has to be the one of the fastest people i've ever seen but uh apparently my brother matt uh was at his in-laws house with his daughters in-laws have a pool they're in a cul-de-sac in a tight little small cul-de-sac matt Parked on, uh, half of his truck on the grass, half of it like in the street, like one does, like nothing out of the ordinary. And he's playing in uh, in his in-laws' pool with his daughter, his four-year-old daughter. He's uh, th- he's the only one there with his daughter. No in-laws, no nothing. And uh, he says he starts hearing someone laying on the horn, and he's like, all right, like you know, take to gotta get his four-year-old out of the pool, gotta dry her off, gotta get her inside. Got he's like, you know, this is like a five five-minute process whole time. Burr, burr, burr. and he says my anxiety like with each one is like going up and going up and going up he walks outside and the garbage men his in-laws garbage men are trying to turn around in the cul-de-sac but my brother's truck is just barely blocking their turnaround spot and uh but he's you know he's walking out to it and uh one of uh, it's a fat mexican guy and uh, taller, he says, average-looking black guy. Not that that matters at all, but just for description's sake. And uh, there, there, while he's walking to his truck, the Mexican guy leans out the window and says, Hey, come and fuck on. To which my brother, Matt, turns around and goes, I am, hold your effing horses. Or some, some, there's probably more said besides this.
1: I can picture your brother, so it's... Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
0: all, it all comes together. Um. Anyways... So Matt says that and he says after they exchange a couple more words and I think there's even like a neighbor that kind of intervenes is like, Hey, y'all need to cut it out. Uh, Matt says he's like going to move his truck, but still talking words at this point, the Mexican guy steps out of the truck and so does the black guy. And the Mexican guy goes, you want some to which, by the way, my brother, Matt, like practice MMA quite a bit, very strong, very in good shape. jacked. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a specimen, uh, I could take him, (laughs) but uh, we'll see about that. Uh, Anyways, they start coming at each other. And I I know I'm going to mess some of this up because he talked in such MMA technicalities. I can't really repeat it word for word. Matt goes to kick the Mexican, who's closest to him. Like, Mexicans at 12 o'clock, black dudes at 10 o'clock. Matt goes to MMA kick the Mexican, who, for a fatter guy, kind of jumps back a little bit. And he said, my toe just kind of barely flicks him. <laughs> like, barely. Like, he's like, it kind of connects, but kind of doesn't. That's his doesn't. MMA term. <laughs> yeah. my toe just kind of and- floss him. <laughs> just gives him a nice little cunty waft at him. <laughs> but... uh And he says, like, that kind of throws him off balance. Black guy comes in, wraps him up. Matt kind of gets out of the wrap. And goes to, like, and he's like, the, the black dude's, like, 6'2", and Matt's, like, 5'10", 5'11". And he's like, as I'm going, like, every time I'm going to Sam, him, he goes, this big Mexican comes back at me, and I got to, like, punch him or do something to get him off. And by the time I do that, I go back to the black, I go to body Sam him, and the Mexican has goes, and we all just fall together very awkwardly, like three dumb fat people on top of me. And he says, and I'm trying to like to put like one in a headlock and the other in an arm bar at the same time. But each time one of them's wiggling out of me, wiggling out, I'm seeing a Timberland boot fly by my face, trying to kick my face in. Goes through all of this. Finally, like and he, he says, this goes, and he describes like the three minute ordeal. And He was finally the, the big fat Mexicans like kind of out of breath. And an older white guy's walking up and he's like, I'm, I'm bloody on my back. I could feel like my back all messed up from digging into the asphalt and all of this. Only wearing a bathing suit, no <laughs> no shoes, no shirt, no nothing. Uh, and finally, like a 75 year old guy comes out and is like, I've got bad knees and I've called the cops. Y'all need to cut it out and leave. And the Mexican guy goes. We're done. We're getting out of here. He says, I've got bad news. I've got bad knees. Oh, bad knees. I've got <laughs> bad knees. I don't want to get in it. And, and my brother Matt goes, I've got my daughter inside and <laughs> runs into Stope like playing with toys. Uh, but, uh, anyways, Matt tells me he goes, By the way, I live like not even a mile away. These are my garbage, man. <laughs> <These
1: are, laughs> he's gonna just be hiding in his trash can no. and wait for him to come dumb. And he's just gonna pop out dude. and punch one right in the face,
0: <laughs> dude. And well, he says, "I guess they're like all cool now." And I'm like, "Just move your truck, man!" <laughs> like, <laughs> I love him to death, but like, I've been I've had some horrible shit yelled at me before. I, I don't know. I'm I'm really the opposite. I'm Mister Non. I'm confrontational if it matters. And I think everybody is that, but it's just what matters.
1: Everybody's got a different threshold.
0: Yeah, and mine is like unless you're like legitimately threatening me or my family, I don't give a shit. Like yeah. well, whatever you say, whatever it, it's gonna roll off. I was like, that oh, was your brother's your brother's
1: hill to die on. I'm Good not moving God. my drug. Good for <laughs> it, him. Like, like,
0: I st- mean, if you're gonna believe it, I mean, <laughs> he stands his ground. Make make no doubt about it. So that that got me to think. And, uh, after he told me that little, that little jiffy, uh, Merce, what's the best fight work tonight's fight night. I watched a little bit of UFC over the weekend. That's a bold faced lie. I did not watch it. I heard about UFC. I watched it through my brother's words. That's how I viewed it. What's some of the best fights you've ever seen?
1: Uh, I mean like on TV or no
0: in person, real life, real fights. Uh, I don't know. You a know, small town, everybody drinking and partying you know, you, you, you see a lot real fights. That's what I'm talking about.
1: I'd say one a good one was my brother-in-law.
0: Oh, okay. They got
1: in a fight at your uh, at the Green Camp.
0: Do tell.
1: Yeah, we got he fought. Uh, he fought. I'm not going to mention names. Yeah, he fought one kid, or whatever. Anyways, they got done. He got him on the ground, Or whatever. And fought him. Fight was over, done, we're back, you know, having some beers or whatever. Hang
0: on, hang on, okay, no names, no names, but what was the fight about, can you say that?
1: I don't remember, I think one was, he was running his mouth. Okay, and good uh, good reason. And, uh, so anyways, my brother-in-law fights him, wins the fight, hands hands down, the kid's like here in the corner, you know, whatever, everybody's breaking up. Well, the kid's over there talking smack again. After he just got his, After
0: he got his ass beat.
1: Yeah. So my brother-in-law goes back. Hang on,
0: hang on. I have somebody I think this might be. I have no idea. Is somebody I know? Yeah. Okay.
1: But anyways, so then he goes back.
0: There's only very few people I know that will get their ass kicked and will continue to talk shit.
1: He goes back, he whoops his ass again, and he holds him down on the ground and tells him, Now tell everybody I beat your ass. <laughs> tell, him, tell him I beat your ass. Say it out loud. That's <laughs> and, made, and made him say it and before he let him back up. That is great. So I don't think the fight was that great, but that's like one of the like the best memories from that, one.
0: You know, there are some people that when you fight them, just don't give up, uh, no, no matter what. And some of them are really good friends named Mercer. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We gotta we gotta tell that story about our and about just Colorado
1: well, in general. The
0: trip to Colorado where there's it,
1: there's a reason flat but, earthers don't travel to the the high country
0: yes uh turns out as as we did not know this because we're we're flat earthers down here in florida just everything's flat no elevation alcohol tends to have an effect on the human body when you're at higher altitudes yeah it's like it's like way more potent but hey we'll we'll get to that that's our little guy richie you get to see the ending first little scenario or quentin tarantino that'd be a more accurate statement but why did we go to colorado because we are good people how old were we Oh, I think we were just out of high school. You were 22, and I was just about to turn 21.
1: Okay. Oh, right. Okay, because you turned 21 on, on the, the trip.
0: trip. On the trip, yeah. So, where
1: did you, you have your first beer?
0: Mosquero, New Mexico. We'll get to there. We'll get. <laughs> this is a whole damn thing of a story. All right. So we're helping our friend Nick. His family is moving from Arcadia, Florida, to just
1: north of boulder boulder,
0: boulder yeah. colorado just outside of that i want to say good springs but i think that's a town in fallout new vegas so I, don't right. know. I
1: remember it was just north yeah. of boulder
0: yeah and there's so many memories about this trip there's this gonna be a whole thing so firstly this is a long damn drive first of all we're not just going from like florida diagonal to colorado oh no we're doing the scenic route we're going up florida over and following a u-haul truck so we're only going like 65 that's right we drove all the way to Texas, and then straight north, or did we go into Oklahoma? We did
1: not make Amarillo by morning. We did we, not. We know. had a. We were there on the second morning.
0: I slept through some of these towns. Yeah, we did go to New Mexico because that's where I drank. My fr- did we go to Arizona? What the hell's west of Texas? Arizona?
1: Yeah, they're all over there. But no, uh, I don't think so because it was like that was going to be the last day, and so we didn't have. They're like. So we weren't we didn't have to follow the U-Haul. And so That's I just right. picked some random highway I saw on a map that like just cuts across the middle of nowhere. This was
0: before Google Maps.
1: Yeah. I we looked, did all this with Yeah. yeah I looked at Atlas. And I was like, well, we can take this road and we all you know, just zip zip. Oh yeah, because all the only game we had was Pappy Jump.
0: <laughs> That's right. We <laughs> played the shit out of some Pappy Jump. And Snake yeah. and Tetris. I remember and Bejeweled. I remember playing a lot of Bejeweled on the way.
1: And uh yeah, we flew across this town it's, in the middle of nowhere. And it's like population, like two hundred.
0: Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Hang on. So we're driving through New Mexico. You gotta set it up. I've, um, I've procured a little stash to bring for myself to keep me entertained during this drive. That I don't think I told y'all. Of. Maybe I told you, but not Nick. Um, but he wouldn't
1: even let you have cigarettes. No,
0: he wouldn't. And this all right. this guy was a cigarette smoker. This is how I, his nickname was Don Vito. I don't know if y'all remember the Viva La Bam show. He had an uncle that he called Don Vito. That whenever he would talk and he got excited would just kind of word vomit everything out. That was this guy. He was like a. All right, this is gonna sound really mean what I'm saying, but he's almost like a mix of that Farva from Super Troopers, Eric Cartman, but with some good qualities thrown in. He's not that bad.
1: You, you I mean, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he's
0: that friend. He's he's one of those friends. Um. Anyways, he would smoke cigarettes. But he couldn't stand the smell of them. So he ended up, I think, buying gloves. Yeah, he
1: wore latex gloves.
0: So he could smoke a cigarette and not get any of the stink on his hands. Odd way to go through life, friend. Uh, He wouldn't let me smoke in the car. So literally, I go in like 70 through New Mexico. I'm like hanging out smoking a cigarette. He's freaking out. But we make it to Masquerade Not even a little
1: bit. Like, your whole waist yeah. is, like, oh. out.
0: By the way, I believe Mostly Sober. We stop at the Aqua Center in Texas. Aqua is an American Quarter Horse Association, where I rode one of the statues. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, made it to my, on my 21st birthday. It was July 3rd, 2011. We made it going through New Mexico. It's, like, nothing but desert. You see a house every, like, hour and a half and nothing else. And we make it like the the road just starts to incline going up 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 like a rock wall, and we find one of the most beautiful towns ever Mesquero, New Mexico population like what were you saying like, like a buck eighty
1: maybe like maybe a hundred eighty people around, everything like it's a beautiful view but it's like ghost town
0: nothing like it looks like an old Wild West yeah. movie set and uh it's I go guys I like I think I woke up I think I drove some of the night. And I was slept all morning, yeah. and it's like it's like it's like twelve thirty. I go, guys, I'm gonna go buy my first legal beer. Let's go, let's go find a bar here. And we go in. What was the name? Well, I, think
1: of, the, I don't remember. It was like City. You can if you Google Masquero, New Mexico, it's, it's it's like the only thing there. It's
0: the only bar. Yeah. It's the, and it looks like a wild west. I think west it's like saloons. one of like
1: the three things. I like think besides like the post office, yeah. like it's the it.
0: The door, like it doesn't have swinging like cartoon saloon doors. But the door is just like you push it like, open yeah and it just opens, and it's like it's supposed to have a handle. We go in there, and cartoonishly, there is an Indian who I believe is blind. Oh, he was blind, hugging a bu- like sideways on a bar stool, like like his a left, sandwich,
1: his a left
0: beer. cheek and his ribs were on the bar stool with a sandwich and a beer right there. And there's a man, I'm pretty sure, who served in the Civil War behind the bar. Like, older than the dirt around us.
1: He had to get a magnifying glass to read our ID. Well, oh
0: yeah, I go in there. I'm so excited. I'm just a little scared of the Indian, slash Mexican, or whatever he was. Um, and I go, sir, I'd like to buy a beer. He goes, all right, gotta see your ID. And like, dude, Coke bottle glasses. He, the Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. Those glasses. Um I hand him my Florida ID. He gets those glasses, pulls out a magnifying glass, looks at my ID under a light, and goes, it's fake. And I go, what? He goes, fake ID. I go, why would I make it for today? Today is my birthday. Like, why Why wouldn't I make it for a year ago or something? Like, I know I look like I'm 12, but this is real. And I we bargain and argue with him. And what, like after five minutes of deliberation, maybe two minutes, he finally goes, all right. We well, finally at the rest of
1: our IDs, and we're all yeah. like, "Like, no, we're just that age.
0: Yeah, we're we're passing through. And he goes, all right, what do you want? I go, I'll have a Budweiser, which was my beer of choice at the time. Still is in a lot of ways. And uh, he goes, what'd you like, can or draft? I go, I'll have a draft beer. And he pulls out a dusty mug. And he pulls out a can of Budweiser and cracks it open and pours it into the mug. <laughs> and charge you 50 cents more for <laughs> pouring it. Yeah. And I'm just, yes. Yeah. I was an accident. I'm just like, is this how bars work? I've always been too young to try to sneak into these places. Like I'm n- it never worked sneaking into bars for me ever. Uh, but I asked for mine in a can after seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> I drank my first beer, legal beer in Mosquero, New Mexico. Um, so that was like, that should have been an omen of things to come. What? So we the rest of that leg up there, we get into Colorado, we get him moved in. While we're moving him in, we're like unboxing. He's got a pretty little house and a little community. And like, you can see the Rocky Mountains. It was mind blowing to us Florida kids seeing all this stuff. Uh, but as we're, as we're unboxing, I don't know if you remember this, where we're getting stuff off the U-Haul, moving it in. And we, I hear from behind us, you boys need a hand with any of that? And I'm like, oh, no, sir, I'm good, thank you. As I'm grabbing a box and I turn around, and there is for one of the first times in my life that close in person. And to, remember, this is 2011 and I'm 21, is like a six foot four uh, woman with fake breast. It, it used, used to be a dude. Do you remember this? Were we unloading a wooden chest? We're unloading something out of a, out of a truck, and we're, why
1: do I have that that memory?
0: And and we hear y'all boys. I, it sounded like a dude behind. God bless her; she's living her life, what the hell ever. But at twenty one, I'm like, no, I got it, dude. Think, holy shit, that's no dude. And he's from
1: the south. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> but
0: really, like looking back, I'm like. Thank you for like I'm sure you heard our accent talking. Yeah. Like, thanks for being open minded enough to come try to help us, but nope, kinda of scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was twenty one and I'm like, I'm not ready for this. Um I haven't smoked enough Colorado weed yet. Um But anyways, we've made it to Colorado, got done unpacking and uh, What was the name of the bar we did the
1: beer tour at? Oh was it world dude. Of beer was it-, it
0: wasn't World was it World of Beer?
1: It was something like that. In it Pilgrim. was
0: something like world of beer, but it didn't look commercially.
1: Yeah.
0: It didn't look as, as franchisee as commercial of beer, or commercial of beer, as a world of beer. Anyways, we did the American lager tour and like, we, really there was like a badass shirt you could get at this bar. If you came in like, what was it like three weekends out of a month and you ordered a different beer had to drink every eight weekend? Eight or 10 beers. And we yeah. were like, but we're only here for... for one night. We're only here for, you had to drink pints. Yeah. It was pints. Yeah. And we we're here for one night and they we're there like, nah, normally like we space this out over like a two or three week thing. We we're like, please. They're like, all right, if y'all can drink all this tonight, y'all y'all can get, y'all can buy the shirts.
1: I think the only beer I recognized on there was the Budweiser.
0: That Budweiser American Schlitz. Lager. I remember we had to drink a Schlitz in you, a can. And like, don't get me wrong. Like those were good. I didn't that, even know it was still a thing. There was one Sam. I liked the Schlitz. Okay. And I thought it was pretty good.
1: Well, after American Rogue, anything tasted good.
0: Dude. One of these damn beers was named American Rogue, and if you've ever wanted a beer that made Sam Adams Boston Lager taste like a light pilsner, oh my god, it's like they took a blackboard and grounded it up and liquefied it and put it into a beer bottle. It was like vinegar and hops. It was it was awful. That was, anyways. We got our shirts. I was quite happy about that. My brother yeah, would got a t shirt. <laughs> my brother would eventually steal it. But anyways, we were not aware of the altitude. Difference with drinking that much beer? And I'd say at 21, like... Well, then we went to the bars after that. After that, we went downtown Boulder and started drinking in the bars. And I was very upset, and I was making a little bit of the scene that they would not let me smoke my cigarettes inside of a bar. And I remember walking outside, and I went to the sidewalk to light up a cigarette. And even a cop was like, you can't smoke those on the sidewalk. You have to go back to your car to smoke those. And I'm like, this place is full of Nazis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you all suck. <laughs> I remember literally saying to the cop, like, there's a guy smoking weed right there. I remember that. You
1: could smell it. Yeah, I'm Dude, like, that,
0: like, I'm like, he's I can't smoke a cigarette. Yeah, I was like, but I can smoke weed. And the cop goes, I'm not seeing anything. I'm like, I'll be back. <laughs> and that's that's what that was my solution. Back with my left-handed cigarettes. <laughs> yep, and yeah, made it back. We, uh, we were hollering at girls, and Nick did not like that.
1: Yeah, then he wanted to, like, leave, I got, there were still girls, and we had a booth for the girls, and...
0: I honestly got too drunk to really know what was going on, but I remember pretty girls were talking, and then they weren't, and then we had to follow Nick because of a phone, because of a... Keys, because of... Yeah. But, like, blocks away, and no, we could not talk to the girls anymore. And me and Merce wanted to kick this guy's ass so bad. I think on the way back, I actually remember on the way back from Boulder, and he was the DD. This guy was sober. Me and Merce. Very intoxicated. Uh, I remember, I think, us I saying, like, dude, when we get back, one of us, like, needs to kick your ass just to teach you a lesson. Well, then I think
1: somehow we started talking shit to each other. Like, well, we no, got mad in the We got spot. back.
0: We got back in the car, and as we were getting out, like, me and Merce were talking so much shit at Nick, we ended up talking shit to each other as we got out. Somehow one of us
1: stepped on the other one's words or something, and it was like FU turned into FU2, or you want to do something about it?
0: At this point, Nick had locked himself in the car, and me and Mercer (laughs) screaming at each other at a Holiday Inn, wasted at two in the morning. In the headlights. In the headlights. And And dude, I don't even think we were really enraged. Well, like we were, but there was almost like a gentlemanly duel-like quality like, of like... All right,
1: you said it. I said, okay. <laughs> we need to go fight now. This is some um,
0: fact of life. This is what we do. We go fight and get this over with. And at this point, Nick feels safe enough to step out of the car and start recording us on an ancient Nokia where you could start getting graining footage. And... <laughs> As we proceed to beat the crap out of each other. No, 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 no. It's even better than that. Because Merce, I see Merce get somber... Take a breath. Relax shoulders. And kind of get ready. And I go into classic Notre Dame (laughs) fighting Irish. Like I'm in the 1930s. Gonna give a boy a who did ya. Uh,
1: Gonna give some muffins.
0: And I'm like pissed off and adrenaline is pumping through me. And Merce just starts laughing at my stance. And I'm like, quit making fun of me. (laughs) (laughs) This this is a serious moment. We all need to be serious here. This is a real thing. And... Then we go at each other, start trading blow for blow, pretty much. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure you whacked me in the face and mouth a couple of times. I think I gave you a black eye. And I, maybe not at this point.
1: Yeah, I don't remember.
0: But at one point, what? You got me in a headlock. Somehow we ended up grappling. We ended up grappling. Merce, like, has me in a headlock, but where I'm, like... Beh- my body is behind him, and my head is, like, sticking out this way. Uh, so, like... like yeah, my body's behind his. My face is, like, kind of pointed forwards. And he's, like, doing a good, like, sleeper on me. And I'm, like, at the moment, I'm, like, I have this brilliant idea. While he's choking me, I will pick him up and walk him over, and I see a big rock. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, a caveman at this point. Like the, the switch is flipped. And I remember thinking, like, I will slam him on the big rock, and that will make <laughs> him stop choking me. A plan starts. I lift him up. So far, so good take like two or three steps with it. Like he still got his arm wrapped around my neck and I'm like starting to drift and I get close to the big rock or root or some base of a tree, big, a, like bulge base of a tree. That was that big old like roots coming out. And as I slam him, Merce does the very intelligent natural thing of just like, I just kicked my legs and swung. My just going to swing my ass a little bit. <laughs> and as I'm slamming him, like I go forward, but he swings his weight. On top of me, and I slam myself with his body weight on top of this root, and my back just cracks. Just <laughs> crack! I heard it. God, like you <laughs> see this on Nick's really grainy video from his Nokia phone. You see Merce stop and go, Oh my God! Like he stops choking me. And he's like, Josh, are you okay? And you just see my hand go, Ah! Like <laughs> grab his throat. <laughs> pin him over get him on his back i get on top punch twice i'm like are you done like i'm like i've won Ha ha! i'm victory no you showed mercy for a second you dumb asshole <laughs> go, are you done and merce does the most merce thing he's ever done in his damn life what'd you do I looked proud of you and said, fuck you. You said, fuck you and spit at me. And I said, <laughs> I got like, that moment with all like my rage. I am tes-
1: beaten. I am down and I'm just being defiant to the end. <laughs>
0: with all my rage and testosterone, I'm just like, I respect the shit out of you. I'm going to punch you two more <laughs> times for saying pop, pop. I'm done. All right. Good. Good job. Good. And like you had a black eye. Yeah. I was knotted up on the back of my head and my You were like crippled the next day and my eye is just like beyond purple. So and we had to leave on a flight the next day. You wouldn't get on or you wouldn't get on the final flight home. No, I wouldn't get get in the car. Your mom was coming to pick you up and my mom was coming from Texas on a separate flight in Endeavor to the same airport like three hours later than us. On the same day, and Merce is like, "Oh, dude, my mom's about to pick me up, and she can like give us a ride home." And Merce has a huge black eye, and I'm all knotted up and hurt, and I'm like, "Think I'll wait on my mom." Well,
1: <laughs> also because you were three, I like on... you were higher than the Rocky Mountains themselves.
0: Yeah, I uh on that trip before we got on the plane, and I had smoked weed at this point. I'd never really eaten it. Um, I still had like an eighth left, and. I remember looking at everybody there. I'm like, does it-? I'm the only person there that smokes weed at the time. I'm like, does anybody want... I, I still got an eighth. And I'm about to get out of the airport. I'm like, And I'm still drunk and hurting from the fight and night before. I'm like, does anybody want this weed? And everyone's like, no. I'm like, well, I'm not going to throw it away. So I ate it. And it was like an eighth of Colorado yeah. medical grade. it was
1: after the casino. Like, you looked at me and you're like, I've smoked so much. Yeah. I don't think I can smoke anymore. Yeah. And I was just like, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> never been
0: high in my life Really I'm just like Eat it Let's see what this does to you Josh And it did something It was wild um, So that Yeah Then we got home And I went to sleep And that was the end of that
1: uh, uh, You slept face first In the back of the headrest On the flight That doesn't surprise Colorado. me
0: I, I was a zombie But Never again Not, not any of that um, So yeah That was our fight with each other It was good Colorado it was one of the best fights I've ever been in, like like, you you know a good fight is something scenic is something like a a spectacle to be, especially if like no one gets seriously hurt yeah like, like long term yeah
1: but, nobody nobody gets in a fight and feels great the next day no, even if you no, win yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um the best fight I ever saw and th- this was great and uh, it was between my two brothers that I mentioned earlier. For, for,
1: so the Flash versus the Hulk,
0: yes. Yeah, so I was about to say, just to like to keep it simple, that's how I'm gonna refer to them as the Flash and the Hulk instead of their names. I mean, I said their names earlier, I'm not trying to hide them, but it's just gonna be easier for people to follow along. So, it started over some dumb crap, like moving my Nintendo or something like that. And the Hulk was moving it, and the Flash stepped in. And said, "Hey, I'm not going to let you do this to my little brother, or whatever." And that now here's the thing: is that what he sounds like? No, <laughs> that's not <laughs> what he sounds like at all. Not near as heroic. Uh, here's the thing: I'd been in fights with both of them plenty at this point. I'm like eight or nine years old, but Flash is four years older than me. Hulk is six years older than me. So there's a two year difference between them two. Um, and it starts out with. The flat, like the um, this two story house at the top of the stairs, it starts with them talking smack and one of them running the Hulk running away and the flash Liu Kang kicks him down the stairs. By the way, I just got done talking to flash about the story. So this is like my memory and his mostly pieced together. But this is the best fight I've ever seen and I will never forget it. They go down the stairs, get start punching each other a little bit like that. They somehow end up going back upstairs. I think Chris runs to my mom's room at the end of the flash runs to my mom's room at the end of the hall and uh, they start trading blows back and forth with each other really hard at one point flash who's very like here's the thing Hulk is strong Hulk can smash flash is just a little bit faster than Hulk so flash can hit Hulk five or six times and I'm watching all this. Flash can hit Hulk five or six times.
1: I like that meme, the little kid on the ground with the phone trying to record it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, laying on his stomach with his... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was me. Uh, at one point, at one point in the middle of the tussle, the Hulk enraged at this moment. Uh, you remember, like, those 1990s, like, Magnavox TVs where, like, it's just as wide as it is tall, as it is deep? Oh, right. The big, the, giant, perfectly square, just heavy bricks with a big glass. Well, my, my mom had that up on, like, a stand mounted to the wall, like where it was close to the ceiling. And at this point, when, my bro- when Flash was distracted, Holt grabbed that, kicked Flash onto the bed, onto a mattress, and ripped it out of the wall and smashed it on the flash miraculously TV did not explode like screen didn't explode or nothing like that flash got it off Hulk ended up getting him in like what is it a full Nelson where like you wrap wrap your hands around the other guy and put like on the back of their head and hold it they end up scuffling a little bit more Chris or the flash knocks Hulk away Grabs one of those brooms that's got, like, the plastic bristles and it's a long, metal, hollow, yellow yeah, tube, to, like, for the handle. Swings it like a friggin' baseball player when Hulk turns back around. And I see this damn thing bend twice around Hulk's head. Like, it, it, it hits him and bends, and then bends back the other way. I, I know I had to have, like, devastated him. And, like, Hulk gets that off. Chris the Flash comes up, puts him in a headlock, and I'm like seeing this from the back of them. But he's got him in a headlock, and I see, I see Chris the Flash see his fist go once, twice, three times, and I don't see it rear back anymore. And I hear Flash start screaming. And as they're like kind of wrestling around, I turn and see, and Hulk has caught Flash's fist in his mouth. And is chewing on the knuckle as hard ah. as it were, Where Chris is, the, the Flash is trying to rip it out, and it ain't coming. Like, there's two good tugs I see. He gets it out. I think Flash bites him back, and they fall, like, rips a chunk of his arm out or something. They fall down the stairs, and at this point, literally. Again, again for the second time, they go back down the stairs. Hang on, it's gone from my mom's room. They're putting holes in the drywall. You know when you'd watch Looney Tunes and they'd get in a fight and there'd be like a cloud and you'd just see arms? Yeah. It looks very similar to that. Like, it is just them rolling around into walls, punching each other, smashing into more drywall, make it to the stairs. Falling down the stairs, still fighting each other. To my dad comes in at like six in the afternoon from a long day of work and is like, what the hell is going? Get away from each other. And Flash spits a chunk of flesh at Hulk. And I think that was the end of it. And I'd say they both lost. Because <laughs> just like, dude, good God. And that, those, those were my two older brothers growing up. And so... Yeah gladiatorial match uh, matt was super strong chris was super fast and i homer jay simpson the shit out of people i can take a punch like nobody <laughs> i'll just grin and take it like all right you're tired now now i can fight
1: my superpower power is i bounce <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I,
0: my skull very thick <laughs> very hard to break through to that
1: uh I, I can just imagine your dad walking in, just like I said, tired. Like, I just can't wait to sit in my chair and then just opens up the door to Armageddon.
0: <laughs> it was, dude. And like, dude, there were so many other times we put holes in the drywall. And we would grab a fake fern and put it there. And dude, it would work. It <laughs> would it would work for like three or four weeks. Because my dad just thought my mom did it. My mom just thought my dad did it. Finally, my dad would be like. Lynn, what the hell are you doing with this fern right here in the middle of the in the middle of the, <laughs> the living room? But against that wall on the floor, and you move it, and be like, there's just oh. like a, then
1: there's just like a drywall cutout of like a human. <laughs> no,
0: literally, that's where that's where Matt tackled Bandit, and bandit's ass got stuck in the drywall for like. For, he didn't even try to do that. We were playing tag, and he just bumped into <laughs> me, and I went ah! <laughs> My ass got stuck in the drywall, and they had to pull me to get it out. We were like, oh no, put a fern there; it'll work. <laughs> Uh is survival. It was survival, but like I think it's a lot of the reason I think the way I do. So the to the world, either I'm sorry or you're welcome. I don't <laughs> depends on the day. Uh but I think well, Marsh we're kicking at like over an hour now. Yeah. Guys I think that's gonna be it. We got more fight stories. We got more stories. We're still gonna do current events and some shit like that, but I don't know. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. It's the Bandits Radio Hour. I'm going to make mean, this. I mean,
1: you did the X, brought in the X-File Lone Gunman thing, so you still managed to check off a conspiracy.
0: That, that, that makes me feel satisfied. That's a hell of a conspiracy. Look it up. That's, that's some squirrely shit right there. Um, but guys, that's it for tonight. Thank y'all for paying attention. Keep, hey, hang on. One last thing. Thank y'all for watching this far. I know, what he just sighed because I've signed off like three times. Thank y'all for watching this far. Thank y'all for liking and subscribing. This shit's actually growing. Y'all like hearing me ramble on about stuff and Mercer's interjections. So uh yeah, algorithm ain't doing us no favors. Share with your friends. Hear me talk some more shit. Y'all have a good